Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. My name is Darren, I'm your host. Today we're going to have a special guest, Cole Wagner from Anova Culinary. He's going to be on to discuss Anova and what's going on over at one of the largest sous vide circulator makers in the world. I'll be right back. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I want to introduce my guest today. Comes from Anova Culinary. His name is Cole Wagner. If you've been on any of the uh, sous vide, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you've probably uh, interacted with Cole at some time because he's the head of their social media uh, outlet. So, Cole, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks for having me, Darren. Um, yeah, I've been with Anova right at two years now. Uh, worked remotely for the first year. And uh, recently, about 14 months ago, made the transition out to the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, where we're headquartered. And uh, I grew up in Oregon, uh, started loving food early, and uh, ended up in Alabama uh, in 2012. My wife is from there, and we met, and I pursued her to the south. And uh, my kind of love for cooking started. We purchased a house in 2013, and we had a beautiful kitchen and I kind of just realized like, Hey, like this might be my space. And I uh, really kind of let my cooking sort of kind of blossom from there. Um, I guess 2014, uh, I purchased an Innova. Um, so my story is kind of unique that I was a user of the product before I was an employee. Um, so I think that was kind of really beneficial for me to kind of learn the product and, really just started sharing meals on social media and that's really kind of where this whole thing started was sharing cooks on instagram this is kind of even before the the facebook groups were were around so it was really just kind of instagram and twitter um, a little bit of reddit and i got to know some people at anova i got to know our ceo our marketing director at the time and uh just sort of blossomed into relationships with them and eventually a career change was in order. So super, super lucky. So did they pretty much create this position for you or were they looking for somebody and you just kind of fit the bill and they had already known you or? No, I, at the time, you know, Anova is a, a smaller company than I thought, you know, especially two years ago. Um, you know, I think, you know, we have this global presence and we sell in over 50 countries. And I think, you know, being naive to kind of the tech world, I was assuming that there were, you know, hundreds of employees. And uh, I believe I was the 17th employee hired. And so the, the position was just out of need. You know, they were looking for somebody to, to manage their social media. Um, you know, there was, you know, when you're that small, there's a lot of people doing a lot of jobs. And so they finally, you know, were looking for someone to dedicate all their time to social media. And, uh, you know, just they pretty much told me like, hey, we want you just to do, you know, what you've done. And uh, we just want you to do it officially for us. So, Did it start out as like a part-time gig or they hired you remotely right yep. away? Yeah, hired me full time remotely right away. Um, you know, it was uh, it's it's funny looking back on it now because, you know, I told them early on like we're never going to move to San Francisco. You know, so if that's a prerequisite, you know, like I appreciate the offer, but I don't, you know, I I don't think this would work out. And they were very clear, like no, you know, like we like what you do. You know, we, you know, just like we're talking, you know, three thousand miles away right now. Um, you know, same thing. Like we, we were able to work it out remotely. And so, yeah, I was a full-time employee um, from day one. So remotely. never say never, huh? Now you're out in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's exactly now, you know, so, um, you know, 14 months after uh, I started with the Nova, uh, it's the opportunity came to, to bring the family out here. And uh, in that interim, uh, we had a, a baby and he's two now. And so, you know, he was born, March 14th, 2017. I started March 6th, 2017. So my life kind of, my life changed pretty ridiculously in about an eight day period. All (laughs) all at once. (laughs) uh, Yeah, exactly. And so um, it was a lot of fun. And so that was really kind of the main reason that I I felt, you know, moving out West was not really going to be a possibility with a brand new baby. And so, um, you know, but a year later, you know, we were, 
established and my career was growing and Anova was growing and the opportunity presented itself for us to move out here. And so April of 2018, uh, we moved out full time to the Bay Area. Yeah, sounds like it worked out all well. Yeah. When they're a baby, they're not really uh, tied down to any friends or schools or anything. So it's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the big thing is grandparents. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, leaving, leaving behind my wife's parents was, was extremely difficult and still is difficult. And then, you know, my parents are in Oregon. So we moved away from one set of grandparents, but we're marginally closer to another set. So. Right. Yeah. It's always hard when the grandparents yeah. can't see the grandbabies that often, but totally, totally. But, you know, it sounds like you made a good move and Nova's still growing, you know, now, especially when they're part of uh, Electrolux. So it's, uh, yeah. what's, uh, what is your main function job there? I'm really responsible for anything that you see on any of our social channels. So one of kind of the big tenets of what Anova does, um, and Darren, you know, you were a few weeks ago, we synced up and I kind of came to you as an authority on the sous vide barbecue space. We try to collect our content from outside the company. Um, we're super believers that we're, we're more approachable as a company if somebody like you and I, and I still look at myself as an amateur, you know, I do have the platform of Anova now, but I don't have any, I don't have an official skill set, you know, that I learned at an accredited culinary university or anything like that. So we look for people that are at home and they're passionate and to provide content for us. And I think it's, you know, it's beneficial to us and it's also beneficial to that person. You know, it allows them to kind of, you know, I think feel special. Uh, I think it allows them to kind of, kind of buy into the brand. Like, you know, like I think it's because I know firsthand, you know, that's how my relationships were started with Anova was they came to me and said, you know, we love this recipe. You know, one of the first recipes I posted there was like a 72 hour short rib, you know, and, and, you know, in a few years ago, there was no 72 hour short rib. You know, that was kind of a new thing, you know, five years ago. <laughs> so now it's everywhere. But um, so, yeah, so I kind of know firsthand what it's like to be approached by this company that I really love and been featured and feel really special. And so a lot of what I do is building relationships with our food nerds kind of worldwide. And that really helps, you know, us, like if we need to kind of pull the trigger on, you know, hey, we'd love to post about some barbecue, you know, my first thought is, well, heck, I know Darren. Like, Darren's got a ton of great recipes. Like, I'm sure he'd love to share them on our platform. So really, like, I kind of consider myself like a relationship builder um, with our community. And then, you know, I do everything from copywriting to, you know, we produce some content in-house as well. So, you know, I'll do some recipe content and, you know, take some photos and do some Facebook Live videos and stuff like that. So really just kind of social media and content would be kind of the job description, but then what I do every day, I consider myself like kind of being on the front lines and building relationships with people. Yeah. The end user is uh, one of the most important things that uh, any company can actually try to you know relate with because they're the ones that are buying your product and using your product. The, you know, chefy chef totally. guys and the guys, you know, the, you know, you can hook up with an Emerald Lagasse or somebody and put their name on something, but they're not buying your product. They're just trying to put their name on something. But the guys that are actually, you know, like me that are actually using it and trying to show other people like me how to use it. I mean, that's why I kind of got involved in doing what I'm doing is because I saw how great sous vide and barbecue could work together. And I, you know, did my own experiments and, and I read a lot and looked up a bunch of stuff. And then I said, you know what, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me that would love to be able to mix these two things. And that's what I think really relates people like you and me to the, you know, people that are on the Facebook groups and what have you is because they're just yeah. like us. And, you know, you know, they're not going, Oh, well, you're some chefy chef guy, you know, who, <laughs> you know, so. And I think that's I think that's especially important with sous vide because I do think that there's a there's a general sentiment that this is a tool that only those chefy chef people use, right? You know, and I think maybe seven or eight years ago that that was probably the case, but you know, I think one thing that Anova has done is it's it's democratized sous vide cooking. So really, this is an every person's cooking tool. You know, you can, if, you know, and yes, like you and I, we tend to get, you know, 
super nerdy and do some, you know, 72 hour cooks with faux dry aging and fish sauce and stuff like that. And, you know, we get super, super in depth with it. But I think there's just as many people out there now that are just cooking for, you know, a small family four nights a week. Right. Just doing, just doing good chicken breasts and, and doing stuff like that. And so I think like being more approachable and being that, that brand and that company that's, you know, we don't want a celebrity chef because I think that shows someone like, well, of course, Emeril Lagasse, you know, can do it. He's a professional chef, right. you know, but when, you know, Joe from, you know, Alabama can do it, then it's more relatable. You know, and I think that's really important. Yeah, exactly. And that, that that's my, been my whole focus is to not make sous vide unapproachable and, you know, Totally. There's some other groups out there, and I'm not going to mention names, but some of them try to make it more complicated than it is and try to, you know, have people follow them like they wrote the Bible on sous vide and everything they say is gospel. It's just like any other cooking method. You can, there's a lot you can do with it, and it, it can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. And, um, exactly. you know, that's yeah. your normal everyday yeah. guy who's cooking, you know. Or even just doing barbecue when you say, hey, man, I can show you how I can take a brisket and you don't have to worry about setting a temp controller on, you know, buying a $500 temp controller for your grill so it doesn't overcook or undercook and, you know, throw it on there, get some nice smoke and use in the sous vide. I mean, those are the guys that are like, they're, they're looking for somebody that's just like them, you know, <laughs> so. Exactly. And I can explain exactly. it to them in a layman's terms and not, you know, try to use fancy words yeah. and exactly. bash them over the head with articles yep. and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, my, my, you know, my, I get, you know, a lot of messages and tweets and, you know, Facebook messages. It's just like, I think analysis paralysis is a big problem with sous vide. I think, you know, people are so focused on nailing it. And I just tell people like, just, just cook, you know, yeah. like the worst thing that's going to happen is you, you oversear it for 10 seconds and it's a few degrees higher. Yeah, and then next you know, time, then next time you it, figure yeah. it out, you go, Hey, you yeah. know, and that's, that's me too. Just, and just learn. I'm not one who likes to make, you know, fancy chef looking plates. And I know you do that a lot. And that's, I know there's a lot, there's yeah, a, there's a of, lot of people that do that, but I think there's also a lot of people that don't, they just want good tasting food. <laughs> so yeah. Well, those are just the ones that I post, yeah. you know, oh, like, yeah. I still cook, you know, I still, I still cook through the week and it's just, yeah. you know, and that, that's what I said. there's, there's and, a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, they want to, Hey, I'm the first one to say when something looks beautiful on a plate, but you know what I'm cooking yeah. for my family, I'm just all about, is it going to taste good? And then is the texture oh, yeah. going to be great and all that. So I think that's exactly yeah, like, yeah. So. Yeah. But, so five, five nights a week, I'm just putting good food on a plate. And then, you know, on the weekends, I like to have fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that's one thing, like cooking with Anova specifically, it's made my food taste better, obviously. And so it's, it's almost like I'm honoring the food by, I guess, in my mind, like if I present it better, it's, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm overall, I'm more proud of it. And so I think that wants me to show it off, uh, you know, stylistically better. So. All right. So do me a favor and give me a, Give me a brief history of Anova, how it started, where it is now, where it's going in the future. Yeah, um, Anova is it's coming up on I guess over six years old now. Um, it was really about kind of the first thought was this cooking method has been around for decades, and a lot of people don't know about it. Um, it, it goes back to the old Eagle. At Eagle, it is an old kind of tech forum you know of the old like mid-2000s internet and there were guys like nathan mirvold and douglas baldwin um that you know we know now as these kind of you know authorities on modernist cooking and sous vide that they were really trying to piece together building sous vide equipment with aquarium pumps and you know thermocouples and crock pots and things like that and that was really the only avenue to cook sous vide unless you purchased a two thousand dollar commercial appliance. And so um, our CEO, Steve, saw kind of an opportunity um, to bring this method of cooking in a compact device that cost 10%, you know, of what the current offerings were and appealing to the people that weren't quite the, you know, the do-it-yourself people. Um, and Anova was was formed. Um, our co-founder uh, was... Uh, had affiliations with the lab in Harvard 
and they had these immersion circulators that were used for lab-grade equipment. And it was basically like, hey, I think we can doctor this a little bit and make a, a food-grade immersion circulator. And Anova was born. Um, you know, early on, it was five or six people um, selling in multiple countries. And then, obviously, the acquisition in 2017 by Electrolux, you know, was a key moment for the company. You know, it really allowed us to kind of, you know, I think internally we still operate like a small startup. You know, our culture is one of the biggest things that we, you know, it's a people first culture and culture over everything. And so I think it's really important for us to still operate kind of like that smaller startup, but having the resources and the knowledge, you know, of Electrolux behind us, which is a hundred year old company, um, really kind of allowed us to get our legs underneath us. And, you know, we've, in the first five years of the company, we had two products. And in the last 18 months, we've released, you know, three or four new products. So we're able just to output and iterate on products and bring new products to market at a more regular interval. So Electrolux is kind of like more hands-off. They're there for resources. Yeah, it, and They've been an incredible partner. Um, obviously just, you know, when it comes to, you know, sourcing, you know, manufacturers and, you know, they, they have, you know, a list of places that, you know, they know, you know, and so it, it just makes getting in the door easier. Um, but yeah, they, they let us run very autonomously. You know, they bought us because they, yeah, they That's bought us good. because they believed in us. They believed in our mission. They believed in our team. And yeah, it, it's been an incredible partnership. Um, it's, yeah, it, we have the resources. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, we, we still report to them. We are, you know, they are our parent company, but it, sometimes I have to be reminded. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we do you know, work for Electrolux, you know, in a way, but yeah, they, they let us run and, and do what we do and, you know, they support us and believe in our end goal. That's great. So what is, uh, I know you guys have the Nova test kitchen out there and I see some videos on Facebook and stuff with you in yeah. all the time. How, what's the main function of that? The main function of that was it's a, if there was ever a, a multi-purpose space that that would be a, a, it's a retail shop. It is a demo center. It's a production studio. It's where we cook lunch for the office. It's where we hold classes. Um, we did a class this past Thursday night. We, we typically do kind of smaller, intimate classes about twice a month. Um, we did an A5 Wagyu class a few weeks ago. We did a short rib class. Um, we typically just, it's a good way for us to get in front of people. And then it's open throughout the day, um, kind of through the holidays and stuff. We'll open it throughout the day and we'll do demos two days a week you know we'll just it's amazing when you start searing steak and open the door <laughs> you know people will come in you know so it's very it's very much uh you know and obviously we're we're right in the south of market district in downtown san francisco so foot traffic is is essentially non-stop and so it's just a good way for us to be kind of involved in the community and, and meet people off the street and kind of you know it's cool because sometimes people will walk in and be like oh my gosh i love your product i've had it for three years I didn't even know you were in San Francisco, you know, type of thing. And so it's a good way to get in front of our customers. But I think probably the, 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 my favorite thing we do there is we do the classes, um, you know, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to typically lead those classes and, you know, get in front of a handful of people and just kind of talk about what I'm passionate about. And, and it's great because in a class you might have three really seasoned sous vide, you know, kind of veterans, and you'll have three people that just want to learn. You know, so it's a great way to just talk about how sous vide works. And, you know, the other night it was a short rib class, but it sort of just transitioned. There were four new people there that had never cooked sous vide. And it really just kind of transitioned into like a sous vide one-on-one class. And we talked about searing methods and how much to season and should you use a vacuum bag versus a Ziploc bag. And it really just became kind of an informative session and, and uh, you know, people leave feeling empowered and, um, you know, and then helps me kind of build those relationships you know that can be someone down the road that you know we form a, a content partnership with or something like that so. now have you guys ever or do you i don't know i haven't seen anything uh consider doing those and have cameras and stuff so it can be live streamed when you're doing those we have um we, we've done it maybe not well in the past we did kind of an overhead shot um you know, we're still a company of, you know, I mentioned earlier, I was employee number 17. 
I think we're still, if we're not at, if we're not 40, we're right under 40 people. So I think we have the ideas of a company that has a few hundred people, but just reality, realistically, um, you know, we're still a very small team. So yeah, I would love to live stream, you know, all of our events and have, you know, thousands of people tune in, you know, every time, but just from a, a bandwidth perspective and, you know, the ability to spend, you know, days or even hours planning that and executing on that. Um, right now, it just isn't really a possibility for us. Well, even if they, they recorded them and just posted them up on the website, yeah. might, might even yeah. that way you don't yeah, have the interactive. So, um, so yeah, and we're, we're always experimenting with stuff like that. So before we uh, take a break, I want to, I want to discuss a little bit more since, You've probably been doing sous vide a little bit longer than me. I've only been doing it about two and a half, three years now. And um, Mm -hmm. just how I I know just in the last two years, how it's changed and grown. Uh, How do you see from when you started the change and and the just in the products themselves and uh, the people uh, being open to it and all that? Yeah, I think it's definitely... I think it's grown, you know, to be more recognizable, but it's still a fraction of, you know, just people in the U.S. know about it. You know, it's, I think, a few years ago, a study that we, you know, commissioned said 4% of people were even aware of the term. You know, now it's around 10%. So it's, you know, nearly tripled or, you know, over doubled in people knowing about it. But it's still a very... I don't think it's a niche technique. I think it's here to stay. And I think it's usable in really any scenario of anyone that needs to cook really any type of food. But, you know, when you're talking 10% of the country is even familiar with it, number one, that gives us a lot of room to grow. You know, if we can, you know, capture even another 10% of the market, you know, that's, you know, double the output of, you know, what we've already done or something like that. But I think you've seen it shift from, you know, just people that wanted to cook fancy meals and, you know, 72 hour short ribs and huge steaks to it. I think we democratize it. I think we've made it more appealing to a smaller, uh, you know, group of people that just want to cook good food at night, you know? And I think, I think that's probably the most important thing is like, it's, I, I was talking not to name drop, but I was talking to Grant Ackett's a couple years ago, the founder of Alinea and one of the best chefs in the world. And he told me that he thinks sous vide is the new crockpot. You know, and a few years ago, I was like, you know, no way, like that would be crazy. And I think like every year we're, we're getting closer to that. You know, I don't want to compare the results to a crockpot, obviously, but as far as the democratization of it and having them in every kitchen, you know, that's something I believe in strongly. And I think that, you know, every Facebook group, you know, gets us closer to that. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I agree to some extent. I think a crock pot, everybody has it for a certain use to keep things warm. But I think sous vide could be such a multi multi tool that I get upset when people can, I, I, I get upset when people compare it to an air fryer or even an Instapot. Cause there's only certain things you can do in an Instapot. And there's only certain things you can do in an air fryer. And, and, then, and I think by like, I think by that, I mean like it's something that, you know, 80% of households have, you know, the method obviously is not the same and stuff like that. But I think that's kind of what I mean by, you know, people can use it for whatever they want to. Like I, we have a crock pot and I think we probably just keep cheese dip warm in it. You know, that's about the extent of, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, they're good for potlucks, you know, when you're bringing, you know, yeah, meatballs, meatballs, and stuff. <laughs> meatballs that I've already, that I've already cooked sous vide, like then they go in the crock pot, you know, or something like that. But yeah, very, very few limited cases in our youth, our house for that. But but yeah, I think like just, you know, seeing people, um, you know, it, it's just become more of an every person's, you know, tool. And, you know, especially around the holidays, you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of people like, hey, I got this tool. I didn't even really know about it, but heck, I cook chicken breast with it. You know, what else can I do with it? You know, and I think that's, you know, super important. Exactly. And I, I see a lot of people that, hey, I got one of these, you know, six months ago. I've, I've yeah. never taken it out of the box and I heard yeah. they're good for making steaks. Well, it's that's trying to get people to understand that, you know, it's not just, you know, yeah. making a steak, you know, good or chicken breast or whatever. I mean, it can do so many other things. That's what got me excited about it when I first started playing with it. It wasn't that, you know, oh, I can yeah. make a steak, you know, 
you know, it's totally medium rare from end to end. It wasn't that it was, man, I can take a brisket and make it medium rare exactly. and still make it tender, you know, instead of making it well done and, you know, cooking it 12 hours on the smoker and hopefully it doesn't dry out. You know, that's the, what excited me about sous vide. And that's what I love spreading. You know, that's the information yeah. I like to spread to people is like, look, don't look at it as a steak cooker or pork chopper oh, gotcha. or chicken breast cooker. Don't. This thing can do anything. And it's got so many things you can do with uh, it. It's right. unbelievable. Yeah. So we're yeah. recording this on, on a Saturday and I, you know, I like to experiment on Saturday or on the weekends. It's just kind of my creative time. And I just did a mushroom risotto and it's one of the best risottos that I've ever cooked. You know, I just, yeah. You know, yeah. I saw pictures it, of that. So it looks it's awesome. out there now. And, um, yeah, it was, frankly, I kind of surprised myself. I expected to kind of go through a couple iterations today. You know, I, I had enough mushrooms and enough rice that I was going to kind of perfect it. And I cooked it one time and I, I, I hate, you know, acting like there's nothing I can improve on this, but I think that's more of a testament to the method than it is my skill. I just kind of got lucky with my ratios, I think, and it turned out incredible, you know? And so now I just, I want to cook all the rice dishes, you know, it's like, I'm not, not going to eat meat for a few days. I just want to cook rice dishes, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Well, and I just I just got done um, editing a video that I did uh, where I took a chuck roast and a top loin or a top round steak and cooked them in the same container at the same temperature and the same time to compare the two at 131 awesome. degrees for 36 hours. And the, and you know the, the people don't understand. You take that chuck roast and I took it out and seared it really hot on my grill. And that thing had yeah, the consistency yeah. of a ribeye, you know, and it was actually more tender than a ribeye if I just cooked a ribeye on the grill. And it's a chuck roast, exactly. you know, it's three ninety nine a pound. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, and it literally, you know, the top round, of course, doesn't have as much fat. So it's not as, you know, it uh, doesn't have that uh, sure. oomph of the fat flavor. But the chuck roast, I swear to God, it tasted just like a ribeye. And it was me perfectly medium rare, had a perfect sear on it. And uh, that's the kind of things I want people to get excited about. It's like you could take that three dollar piece totally. of meat and turn it into something exactly, that you think you paid exactly. twelve dollars for. The, you the know? thing is, I I get super geeked up about like things that only sous vide can do. You know, like you can you can smoke a chuck roast to one hundred and thirty one right. degrees. It's not going to be pretty. You know, <laughs> like it's you know you're going to cut into it. It's going to be perfect right. medium rare, yeah. but it's not going to be edible or tender. You know, and so. Uh, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. All right. Well, we had a good first half. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some things that are upcoming for ANOVA and the ISVA Summit and all that. And we'll be right back. Hey, guys, I just want to take a minute to mention Inkbird Barbecue Products. They're the sponsor of our podcast today. And they have their Bluetooth 4 Probe Digital Barbecue Thermometer. The IBT4XS is on sale on Amazon right now for 20% off. Gets it to $44. It has a 500-foot range with Bluetooth. It works with your iPhone, Android device. You can monitor your pit temperature plus up to three different foods. Works great. Lots of options. Check it out on Amazon in the description below. I've got a link to it. Check out Inkbird. They have other products out there as well. Thanks for Inkbird for sponsoring the podcast. And now back to our show. All right. Okay, guys, we're back with Cole Wagner from Anova Culinary. And we had a good discussion in the first part. And I want to talk about maybe some stuff that maybe you can talk about on what's coming up. Some of the products that are coming out with Anova, some of the stuff that you just released, like I know the Nova Pro and the container. So yeah, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, obviously the acquisition by Electrolux has allowed us to sort of, you know, accelerate, you know, maybe our five-year plan into a, a three-year plan. Um, you know, that no secret, you know, coming up on three years ago, we announced the Innova Oven. Um, that is, that's still a thing. You know, I, uh, every time we release a product or really I sometimes joke like, I could put any communication out there on social media and someone's going to say, where's the oven? You know? And so I try to have fun with people, you know, the project is not dead. Um, it's just, you know, we would rather do it right uh, a couple years late than do it, you know, 80% of the way there and get it out on, you know, quote unquote time. 
is I think. That so explain to me what that is, because I've, I've yeah I had never heard of it. Is it uh, similar to the sous vide supreme? Or? The Innova oven? No, it would be a, com- a combi steam oven. It was sort of the idea behind that, um, and so we announced it at CES in 2017, and the Innova oven would allow you to really to kind of replace your countertop toaster oven. Um, so okay. a fully gotcha. functional, it's kind of like the, but I think Breville or somebody has something. Yeah, similar you know, and it's it, and again, it's the the reason we pick that is it's typically a product that's used in commercial kitchens that costs thousands of dollars, and so we're sort of hoping to do what we did with the sous vide machine. You know, was take something that was really known to high end restaurants and bring it into the home at an affordable price. So a steam oven essentially kind of allows you to. It allows you to sous vide cook, number one, because you can control the temperature of the oven with steam. And so you put 130 degrees steam in the oven, put your steak in there, it cooks it to 130 degrees. So it has sous vide capabilities, but then it also has, you know, the thing that lacks, the sous vide lacks is the browning method. You know, so kind of our vision a few years ago was, hey, like, put your steak in there, it cooks it, the broiler heats up, and it sears it. You know, and that's kind of like the, that was kind of like the first, like, whoa, like this could work, you know? And so the whole idea behind it is it's, it's that next tool that uh, we have, you know, kind of identified as something that's really expensive. There's a very small group of people out there that have them already, and we want to bring it, you know, to more people. Um, so the oven is kind of the first thing that, you know, always comes up with people in our community. Um, you know, we... We've talked about it. Um, you know that project is not dead. We we have a team dedicated to that, and you know it's coming with with no ETA. And then um, the Innova Pro obviously just came out first uh, of May, so about seven weeks ago, and that was sort of our attempt to break into the commercial market. Um, obviously, you know having sold you know a couple million devices worldwide to the home consumer. This was kind of our attempt to break into that commercial market with a device that's, you know, it's more expensive than what consumers are used to paying. You know, it does retail at three ninety nine US, and so it's a little bit of a sticker shock, I think, to someone that's purchased, you know, a Nano or a Wi-Fi unit, you know, at a ninety nine or one hundred and seventy nine dollars. But uh, to be able to bring down the commercial price, which is typically eight hundred to a thousand dollars, you know, we were able to kind of go half of that and bring a product that was kind of truly built. For the commercial kitchen so it's been super excited to kind of meet kind of a new group of people that are excited about our devices and um you know able to you know if they run a, anything from a small catering business to you know a large restaurant feeding 50 people a night you know that's going to be the right tool for them yeah it looks awesome i can't wait to get my hands on yeah, one yours is on, it out. on its way <laughs> so i mean that uh, you know the the wattage is going to be good for the bigger you know especially for people that like me who do big briskets and everything you know oh like, heck you yeah know, it's it's really gets the water heated faster and it holds it and you don't have to worry about it you know trying to struggle to keep the keep the temperature so and that's even though <clears throat> sometimes you know using the cooler helps out a lot but um totally you know, it's just for people like me that like to, you know, run it, you know, 72 hours plus and, yeah. you know, that's, that's what my big worry is that the thing's going to die, you know, yeah, <laughs> on, I mean, a, you know on a long cook and then, you know, you got to try to figure out what to do with your meat. Yeah. But what about the, this uh, sous vide container that you guys had out? That thing looks amazing. Yeah. The sous vide container is kind of funny. It, it started as an in-house prototype. Uh, we had a, a couple of engineers and designers just kind of build it. And we use them in the Innova kitchen. And I would post about, like, I would do an Instagram story, you know, and we'd be dropping, you know, some some corn or, you know, something in the big container. And inevitably, we would get dozens of messages, like, where can I buy that container? And I said, you can't, <laughs> you know, like, well, this is just something we made in-house. And so from there, it was kind of born, like, hey, I think we could market this. And uh, it really kind of it worked out that like hey like you know the pro needs you know what we found was that a lot of people wanted to buy the pro with a dedicated container you know it doesn't make a lot of sense to take the pro home and then put it you know in a 12 quart you know polycarbonate container you know you kind of want to make you know that it obviously don't work in that but it's a little bit overkill so you know so to do something that's 20 liters that you can fit you know four or five racks of ribs in or 
you know, a Packer brisket or something like that. And so um, we had some built and um, yeah, we've been selling them. And so it's kind of a lim- limited time run and um, yeah, the response has been good. So is it going to be, continue to be a limited time run or is it just I, more of a, I think that's TBA right now. Um, I don't have a lot of information on that. I do know kind of our, yeah. the run that we have right now is limited, um, you know, because, you know, the, the pro market is limited. You know, it's obviously not as big as the consumer market. And so, well, um, I can certainly understand, you know, not trying to put something because it, it looks amazing and it's, you know, it's quite expensive compared to the Lapabi type containers. And, but it's worth it to a lot of people. And I think, you're smart by doing a limited run because you don't want to, you know, order 10,000 units and then only be able to sell 500 of them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And yeah. I think like, and it is like, I think, you know, some people have said, you know, I didn't even pay that much, you know, for my cooker, you know, and, that, and that's, that's true to a lot of people, but you're going to, you're going to get that with, yeah. with a lot of people, but there's also going to be a lot of people that'll step up and buy it. Yep, so, yep. We've, we've sold, I mean, we've sold a lot of them. You get, you get that in everything. I see it in the grilling market. I mean, I have a, you know, $1,500 Kamado Joe grill out there. And yep. that's not, you know, and then the people will go, well, I got a, you know, $100 Weber and it's just as good. Yep. And it's like, okay, but you know, there's going to be a lot of people that will buy a $1,500 ceramic grill too. <laughs> and so. I think like, I think the thing that was unique about this container is most of the aftermarket containers out there now had a purpose before sous vide, you know, right. people, you know, Cambros weren't built to necessarily sous vide and things like that so this was kind of the first you know definitely the first double walled stainless steel container that was designed and built with sous vide in mind and so there's just little little things like the adjustable collar you know it'll fit all of our devices you know the rubber seal like the heavy lid like just things like that that were like so yes at the end of the day it is a container that holds water but it was a container that holds water that was designed with sous specifically for sous vide exactly. exactly exactly you know um i don't know you, you probably since you're in the business you look at everything that's out there available as any kind of accessory and i guess that sous vide guy put out a little cooler and you know i guess he had uh, some company you know put a hole in it for him to fit the Innova. there you go <laughs> that's yeah. cool but yeah. but it you know it's he was, he wants $40 for it and I could buy a Coleman stacker and drill my own hole, you know, for 20 bucks, you know? So it's, yeah. I think that's one thing that I love about, like, you know, I have talked about our, our community a lot is like, yeah, I mean, we, you know, the, the Coleman party stackers, I don't know how many we've probably sold, you know, for Coleman just because of people for Coleman, you know, cooking, yeah. cooking sous vide. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, it kind of works out fantastic. I mean, kind of a, you know, fun fact is like with the nano, you know, the Nano does have a, a fixed clamp on it, but it was important to us that we made it wide enough that it would fit over the Coleman party stacker, you know, so right. we knew that it wasn't going to be super adjustable, but we knew that was kind of the cooler that most people were using. And so um, it was important to us that when we designed it, that that was, you know, the one cooler that it would fit over. Yeah, I mean, I've got mine and I love it, and that's I use. That's what I use yeah, for my packer great. briskets and ribs, and yep. you know, yep. because literally, I can put hot water in there, and it takes, you know, twenty minutes for it to get up to temp, and then it just sits there. You know, I put the lid on. I don't use it for as a cooler at all. I use it to cook in. So. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> but it's great. I think this pro this pro is going to blow your mind with heat up temp. It's crazy. It still surprises so, me. Like, <laughs> is there any other products they got working in the road, like uh, with the stacker and kind of the stasher bags and things like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I mean, with, with nothing really that I can definitely that I can definitely you know talk about, obviously, but yeah, I mean, the the Innova Kitchen is it's more than a kitchen built around sous vide. You know, I think that you know we have this we named our you know downstairs retail experience you know, test kitchen. We named it the Innova Kitchen because we have this kind of vision of an Innova Kitchen. And, you know, I, I think in 10 years that could be, you know, it could be anything that's in your kitchen now. Um, you know, so I think, you know, we've done sous vide for a lot of years and it's really anything that we can make precise. You know, I think precision is kind of our number one goal, you know, and that's where the oven came from is, you know, if you go to your oven right now and turn it to 350 and you put, a temperature probe in there, it's not going to be 350. You know, it's going to be 
it's going to be three, it's going to be 337 and then it's going to go to 364 and then it, it's, it's going to be kind of a wave, you know, you could do it over four hours and it would be kind of a wave, you know, to us, it's like, if it's a degree over, like that's unacceptable, you know? So the whole idea of the Anova oven, as I mentioned previously, is like, if you want that Anova oven to be 350, it's going to be 350, you know? So anything that we can improve, you know, precision on. You know, so I think that's the, uh, the, the, the amount of people in the barbecue, uh, even in like the Kamado Joe and Big Green Egg groups that think the uh, analog thermometer on their cooker is yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. the yeah. temperature yeah. just blows my mind. They just don't uh, understand that the thermometers are, you know, especially the ones for your barbecue. They're not exact, you know, <laughs> they're not precision. Gosh, no, no. And even, and even, and even on your oven, if the digital readout says 350, right. exactly. a hundred percent lying to you, you know? So, um, yeah. And so I think, you know, that, yeah, you know, I, I, and speaking of barbecue, like I, you know, I have some stuff going on my trigger right now. And like, this is nothing that we've talked about as a company, but like, I just, in 10 years, you know, I could see an, an Anova pellet smoker, you know, something like that, like just allowing us to like build the brand and, you know, having a Nova pellet cooker with your oven, with your induction cooktop, you know, with your sous vide immersion circulator, you know, so I think it's. Well, you know, the way pellet grills and even regular grills, the, the amount of technology, and this is part of my podcast last week with uh, Mark is the technology that's being thrown at the outdoor cooking space is amazing to me with the pellet grills now all wanting to have Wi-Fi connectivity, PID controllers so that the temperature is within, you know, one or two degrees of what it says. It's, it's just, and they're doing that with, you know, even the uh, ceramic grills and their, their gas grills are all coming out with all kinds of new technology that you would never thought, you know, 10 years ago in the barbecue space, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so I think as, as a company, as a brand, we just, you know, we just, we want to be, you know, not everywhere in that sense, but we just sharing food brings people together. And I think that's kind of at the core, you know, of our existence as a company. And so the more ways that we can do that and the more ways that we can take, you know, the guessing game out of cooking, you know, whatever that product is, if we can improve on the current iterations of it and make it kind of, you know, to where someone has a repeatable success after a repeatable success. Yeah. You know, I mean, I it's, it just astounds me that the uh, you know, things you can do nowadays, you know, I, I cook, started cooking when I was 15 years old in the restaurants and stuff and cooking on a flat top with just a spatula and trying to you know, figure out how a medium steak could be, <laughs> you know, with pressing it and all that kind of stuff. But the things that we have available now, <laughs> um, it just yeah. amazes me just for, as far as convenience and uh, being able to make, restaurant quality food and not being a train chef is just astounding to me. So talking about that, let's talk about the new uh, International Sous Vide Association yep. and the summit that's coming up next month that uh, you're going to be a part of. Yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've known Jason Logston for several years now, uh, obviously kind of, you know, with Amazing Food Made Easy. And uh, I think he published one of my recipes, um, shortly after I started cooking sous vide. So I've had a good relationship with him. I uh, got to know Mike, kind of the co-founder of the ISVA through Jason. And um, about a year ago or nine, 10 months ago, whenever it was, they asked me to, you know, to kind of come out and speak at it. And so I was super honored. And obviously, I mean, an entire summit conference built around sous vide is something that I probably was going to go to, you know, anyways, and then to ask, you know, to go and speak and, you know, do a demo and, you know, help cook was, was an honor. So super excited to kind of be around like-minded people for a few days and um, just right outside Philadelphia there. So um, kind of reminds me that I need to start, start looking at where I'm going to eat, you know, at night when these are, when these are done, I'm a new city to go eat and I'm super excited about that too. So <laughs> if anybody has any Philadelphia area, area re restaurant recommendations, I'll definitely take them. Yeah. So I definitely was. Yeah, I, think it's, I, I definitely think it's something that's. Uh, I was I was asked to go, but 
you know, I had already had yeah. other plans to with other things. And I told him, I said, if you would ask me probably a couple months ahead of time, I, I definitely would be there, but I'm definitely going to go next totally. year. And I kind of find, I kind of know where it's going to be, but he told me I couldn't tell anybody. So, but uh, yeah, I know, I know, I, I know too. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that I'm looking forward to that because, uh, uh, I got some family that are close yeah. by in Monterey too. I might be able to, you know, hook up with too. So, Very cool. So. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's kind of the first of its kind, obviously. You know, and you know, at Anova, you know, we we go to to trade shows and conferences around, you know, the smart kitchen and technology and, and places like that. So to have a presence, you know, at you know the sous vide kind of summit is obviously super important to us. And um, obviously, you know, you have meathead going and the people over at cuisine solutions and stuff like that so you know a lot of heavy hitters there and um yeah i'm just number one i mean i'm honored to be asked you know to go i think it's it's really cool to kind of have the, the platform that i have to to share what i love you know with other people and so to do it in person um it's going to be super fun and i'm sure the food's going to be you know incredible there and i'm just excited to meet people that you know have a room full of a few hundred people that are all there for one purpose and it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm. I'm really um, glad that they got a lot of people, a lot of great quality people involved in it right off the bat too. So, yeah, it looks like yep. it's going to yep. be a yeah, I think- great event with a lot of good speakers, you included. And Allen Brothers is providing a lot of good meat. Um, Mike Mike sent me over the the list of food that uh, of meat that Allen Brothers yeah. is sending. Yeah. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, like they're going to eat yeah. really well. So, yeah. We, we've got we've got there's going to be a lot going down yeah so yeah i'm uh yeah it's gonna be fun i mean i'm giving a talk on i think my talk is titled um you know from from inspiration to instagram and it's sort of the the process like how i get inspired to cook you know and and then how i cook it and then from everything to plating you know to taking a nice photo you know so recipe ins- inspiration to getting it up on social media you know which is what i do so I'll be able to kind of share some of my my tips and tricks for that, so I'm super excited. Yeah, it, uh, I'm really uh, really stinks that I can't go because I, I would really love to go and just hang out. But I was able to meet yeah, look, look, look. I was able to meet Jason. I was when I was up in I was up in New York for vacation a couple of weeks yep. back, and I got to actually meet Jason and have dinner with him um, one night. So we got a good talk in. So he he lives right outside yeah. of uh, Manhattan. He lives in Brooklyn. So. Yeah, he met us. Uh, we were there as a company uh, when we did the Nano launch last summer. We did a press tour in New York, and Jason met up with us and did the same thing. So super nice. Yeah, him and Mike are really great guys, and um, you know that's really open. They, you know, they they kind of you know they run a group like I run my group. That's I kind of told Jason I, I run my group like he runs his. I try to make sure everybody's treated well, not you know kicked around if anybody starts causing garbage you know picking on people or you know doing things they don't need to be doing they're they're out of the group i mean it's just it's there for people to learn to teach people to people to be able to ask questions and post their recipes and and all that have a good time and enjoy each other's company and not you know mess with everybody (laughs) so totally you know and in the anova food nerd facebook group um we have like just shy we're a few hundred shy of 30,000 people and honestly like it you know it is the internet you know every once in a while you know there there's a bad egg that comes through every once in a while for the most part I think we're super lucky and and really I think that extends to your group that extends to Jason's group like it's most 99.9 percent of people are there to learn and to share you know to have a good time and I sometimes I sit back and I'm like, you know, this is not normal for the internet. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My group group is fairly easy, you know, and it's, you know, yeah. Same on our end. And so I think it's, it's nice when you have just passionate people that are there to learn. And, um, you know, part of my job is moderating that group and, you know, and, and sharing and stuff like that. And for the most part, it, it sort of runs itself, which is nice. So cool. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, next year's uh, ISVA uh, summit. So yeah, <laughs> I am too. A shorter trip for me, for sure. Oh, so. you're not supposed to. Well, maybe we don't know yet. No. We don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great time. I think it's going to build on it. I think the amount of excitement and uh, quality people they got involved in the first year says a lot about you know 
the need for it as well. So it's going to be great, I think. Oh, for sure. And yeah. um, I'm looking forward for, to, you know, for more things from Anova. I'm looking forward to that pro so I can do some tests on it. And there's yes. anything else you want to talk about? Anything else going on with Anova that, uh, Ah, just thanks for having me on obviously it's an honor to do this and talk about it what i like doing and um no, i just you know follow anova on social media we're on instagram twitter uh, at anova culinary uh facebook group type in anova food nerd and uh you'll see that and i think it's a great place to to learn and share along with along with your group there and uh no i think that's it i think just and, and you, you are know, not Nova customer service i'll just make sure people live with I'm, I'm not yeah i try i'm not um, you know, I'll, I will answer questions, you know, time being, but, um, if you, if you have a problem with your unit, on, if you don't call home yeah. at night, <laughs> support at anovaculinary.com. That's the right. We have people there 24 seven. So yeah. they'll get you taken care of, but, but yeah, no, I mean, every once in a while I get a message about, you know, help my short ribs are, you know, on fire. What do I do? <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's, it's hard to say no to that, but, um, yeah, you know, I think. That's one thing that Anova does well. Our our work life balance is is very very good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's super super important to our senior leadership to you know allow us to separate you know work and home. And even though I do play with you know an Anova all day at work, and then I come home and cook you know immediately with one, so I don't separate that part of it too much. But right. you know, I do still enjoy my evenings and my weekends at home with the family. So. All right. Well, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. And I know it's, uh, we've been trying to get this scheduled, but I know you're busy and you got family and work and so do I, but it's great. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you having me on and uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch and looking forward to the ISVA next month. All right. Thanks a lot. And I will talk to you later. Thanks, Darren. Well, there you have it guys. I hope you enjoyed our talk with Cole Wagner from Anova Culinary. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us get our podcast out there to other people. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel. Just type in Fire and Water Cooking in Google and you should be able to find us. Thanks again. See you on the next episode of Fire and Water Cooking.